Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne. And like I mentioned right off the top, this video is brought to you by Prize Picks. And the reason it's brought to you by Prize Picks is because we want you to go over to Prize Picks and play some of their amazing daily fantasy baseball games. Uh, right now, if you sign up at prizepicks.com using the promo code MMNMLB, you'll get a first deposit match bonus of up to $100. You're going to want to do that right now. And then you're going to want to play my favorite picks for Saturday's MLB slate. There are two guys in particular I'm looking at over at Prize Picks. And again, if you haven't played Prize Picks yet, you're just playing against the house. This isn't like FanDuel, it's not like DraftKings. You're just picking individual players and guessing whether they'll go over or under a set amount of fantasy points. So, I like Yoan Mankata against Alex Cobb to go over seven fantasy points in Saturday's slate. The reason I like that is Alex Cobb is opposing Yoan Mankata. Uh, Mankata, in general, is someone you want to use against right-handed pitching. He is much better. The power numbers throughout his career have been much, much better when he bats left-handed as opposed to batting right-handed. Alex Cobb, really bad last season. I don't necessarily think it's going to get any better this year. So I do like Alex Cobb to help Yohan Moncada get over that seven number. I also like Mitch Haniger in the Mariners-Giants game. Um, Haniger is someone who kind of slipped under a lot of people's radar, I felt like, this season. Uh, was going just inside the top 300 picks in like NFBC format heading into 2021. Haniger's really good when he's healthy. He's someone who has been about a 130 WRC plus player since his trade to Seattle. And now that he's healthy and leading off for the Mariners, which he has done the first two games of the season, I think you have to lean on Haniger. His over under is set at seven points on prize picks for Saturday. It's not even like I dislike Logan Webb. I actually kind of like Logan Webb in the long run. Uh, he's someone who does a really good job of mitigating fly balls, uh, especially against right-handed bats, tends to keep the ball on the ground, just a 19% fly ball rate last season in a limited sample. But I just think Hanniger leading off uh, might get five plate appearances in this game. He's just someone who I think is undervalued, and I want to take advantage of that as many ways as I can this early on in the season. We're also not just here to talk about prize picks. We're going to break down everything you need to know for Saturday's five-game featured slate over on DraftKings. There's actually two five-game slates for Saturday on DraftKings. We're going to focus on the one that starts at 7 o'clock uh, just because this video will last a little longer. Maybe uh, have some more time to rack up the likes. You guys know how the business works. Anyway, let's talk about that slate. And I think when you're talking about a slate this small, obviously pitching becomes that much more important. I really like a couple of the guys in the $8,000 tier. And I think the reasons for that, first and foremost, Walker Bueller, heck of a pitcher. We all know that. The strikeout upside, immense. The upside in general with a guy that talented is very, very high. The issue, aside from just the fact that he's pitching in Colorado, which is obviously an immediate red flag, I'm a little concerned about how deep he works into this game. And it's something that we've seen a lot for the first two days of the season. Uh, you know, Tyler Glasnow comes to mind. He was pulled before he threw 80 pitches. Uh, Pablo Lopez was throwing a gem on Friday 
uh, makes it through five innings, no runs allowed against Tampa Bay, gets pulled by the Marlins. So I think a lot of people are going to be very careful with their starting pitching. And Dave Roberts is the king of being careful with his starting pitching, especially with how much talent he has in that Los Angeles bullpen. So I think paying over $9,000 for Walker Buehler, while it can happen, while he's still viable, like, let me say that, he's just not at the top of my list. I I think there's too many knocks on a slate like this. So those guys in the 8,000 tier, Corbin Burns in particular, at 8,200, going up against the Minnesota Twins, I get it. It's a one-game sample. I also understand that the Twins faced some really good strikeout pitchers back on Thursday. I mean, Brandon Woodruff into Freddie Peralta, finished that off with Josh Hader. Uh, There's a reason they struck out 36% of the time and had a swinging strike rate above 15%, but Corbin Burns is just as good, if not better, uh, than at least two of those three guys. I mean, Josh Hader's kind of in a strikeout tier of his own, but Corbin Burns is someone who could have a 35% strikeout rate this year. It definitely wouldn't shock me. He's going to be an elite strikeout pitcher when he is healthy, and obviously some of those Injury concerns, the durability concerns that you have in season-long formats, not nearly as concerning in daily. Uh, he's going to start, and I think he's going to be pretty good against Minnesota and be able to rack up a lot of those strikeouts. The other guy I'm sort of looking at in that tier, not as sold as Burns, is Joe Musgrove. He's a little bit more expensive. He's $8,600. Musgrove, a lot of buzz heading into the 2021 season, justifiably so. Had a really, really nice 2020 campaign, though you have to note, one, he only had eight starts in 2020. Two, much like Trevor Bauer, this is all we ever seem to talk about with Trevor Bauer, he only had to face the NL Central and the AL Central. So, decent schedule, let's say, for Joe Musgrove last season to go along with that small sample size, but did make an arsenal change, which is something I really like to see when a pitcher suddenly strikes out 33.1% of opponents, is were they doing something different? And Musgrove was. He stopped throwing his four-seam fastball as much as he had in prior seasons and basically replaced it with his curveball. And that led to many more swings and misses. That curveball had an 18% whiff rate. So it's justified that spike in strikeout rate. And that's something you like to see. So Musgrove going up against the Diamondbacks. I know the Diamondbacks were able to have a little bit of success on opening day. They scored some runs off of Yu Darvish. But at the end of the day, this is not a team that I really fear all that much. As Drupal Cabrera, Eduardo Escobar, not exactly guys you're afraid of in the middle of a lineup. Cattell Marte is kind of interesting on this slate. He's $3,800. He was as cheap as $3,300 on Friday, which just seems insane for someone who was, you know, as accomplished a hitter as he had been in 2019 and 2020 before he got hurt. So I think the price is still too low on Marte, so you can buy in a little bit there. Heck, again, this is a small slate. You can get crazy. Like, in a GPP, if you want to put together a Diamondback stack, it is affordable, and it will help you get, you know, that Dodgers stack that everyone's really going to want at Coors Field against some questionable... uh, uh, Colorado pitching, but that's probably not the way I want to go. I think I trust Musgrove enough. I like that price point. And if you have those two guys in a lineup, if you have Musgrove and if you have Burns, who are you know expensive but not crazy expensive, I think that leaves you enough salary to stack the White Sox. And you know I mentioned Moncada earlier. Everyone against Alex Cobb, I'm interested in. If I'm just being perfectly honest, Alex Cobb was terrible 
in 2020. And I know some people are looking at Dylan Bundy and the success he had in 2020 and saying, oh, he went from Baltimore to Los Angeles and turned his whole career around. Why can't Alex Cobb do the same? I just don't see it with Alex Cobb. I'm much more pessimistic about his chances to turn things around. Last season, among pitchers who faced at least 100 left-handed bats, Alex Cobb had a 403 expected WOBA within the split. That was the third highest mark of any pitcher in that grouping. Lefties absolutely rake this guy. I mean, so do righties. We're talking about someone last year who was second percentile expected batting average. That's gross. He was sixth percentile in opponent expected WOBA and seventh percentile in expected ERA. Again, a forgettable, very, very bad season for Alex Cobb, and it's not getting easier having to face the White Sox in his first start of 2021. So Moncada, who for his career, I mentioned these splits a little bit off the top, but 207 career isolated power when hitting as a lefty compared to a 137 isolated power when hitting as a righty. So you want to use this guy against right-handed pitching. Yasmani Grandal is another switch hitter who you can use if he's in the lineup tomorrow. I know he's already played two games, so maybe he won't be. Obviously, you can use Tim Anderson. You can use uh, Luis Robert. No issues with that either. Anyone can hit off Alex Cobb. One guy I did want to single out, though, specifically a right-handed bat on the White Sox, Andrew Vaughn. Uh, he's like slipped through the DraftKings algorithm. I don't really understand it. He was $2,000 on Friday's slate, $2,100 on Saturday's slate. This is someone who's like 10 to 1 on the DraftKings Sportsbook to win Rookie of the Year, former third overall pick, one of the best college hitters in that draft class. This guy can rake, and he's hitting in the middle of this Chicago order. He hit fifth on Friday. If he does that again, on Saturday. I don't want to call him a free space. He's a rookie with like nine career plate appearances, but $2,100 in the matchup he's going to get in the middle of a lineup as good as the White Sox, you almost have to play this guy. So I think Vaughn is maybe one of my favorite value plays, if not my favorite value play on the slate. Uh, another guy who could save you some money. This is a well I've gone to a couple different times now, the first two slates of the season, but Tommy Pham is also way too cheap. He is also... Uh, hitting leadoff right now for the San Diego Padres. So, you know, hitting atop a very, very good uh, batting order, uh, hitting atop an order that will have one of the highest implied run totals of any team on this five-game slate. It's just a really tantalizing matchup, especially against a left-handed pitcher. Uh, you go back to 2018. From 2018 to 2020, Tommy Pham is hitting well above 300 against left-handed pitching, and he's doing so with a 397 Woba. So just someone who is way, way too cheap. Sort of reminds me of Michael Brantley last season, who was always incredibly cheap, and no one could figure out why. Um, but yeah, I would say your two value plays to go to in terms of the hitters, uh, I would focus on Andrew Vaughn, Tommy Pham. And again, that will help you get some of those expensive Chicago bats and some of those expensive Dodgers bats. You're going to want to get in there, especially with the Dodgers playing at Coors Field. Okay, before we wrap things up, let's take a quick look at some bets you might be interested in on Saturday. I'm going back to the White Sox. They are getting not a lot of love, according to this line. They are minus 135 against the Los Angeles Angels. Yes, they're on the road. I understand that. But again, this pitching matchup is lopsided. Lance Lynn against Alex Cobb. 
I just think that the White Sox lineup against Cobb is going to be able to do whatever they want. So I will ride with them uh, as I am in DFS. I'll take that over to the betting world and take the White Sox. Another road favorite, short road favorite, Houston. Houston against Oakland. Um, Houston's basically been able to score at will through the first two games of this series. I think that's going to keep happening against Cole Irvin. Uh, you may be asking yourself, who is Cole Irvin? Good question. Uh, he is someone with three career major league starts. He was with the Phillies the last couple seasons. Has not had a lot of success. Has thrown about 45 to 50 innings at the major league level. Has been absolutely annihilated in those innings. He is a soft-tossing left-handed pitcher. That's not a great formula against the Houston Astros. I know they lost George Springer. He was a big part of the reason they smashed left-handed pitching the last half decade, but this is still a very potent offense, very, very good lineup. And it's not like they have a slouch pitching on their end. It's Lance McCullers, the newly signed or re-signed or extensioned Lance McCullers um, going up against Cole Irvin, who, again, would not be starting in this game if A.J. Puck were able to. This is this is an emergency start, and I think the Astros aren't getting nearly enough respect at minus 130. So those are two short road favorites that I like. Maybe you parlay them together. That's up to you. Either way, that is your DFS and betting breakdown for Saturday, April 3rd. Again, that is the late slate on DraftKings. And I am Gary and Thorne, and I want to thank you guys for watching this video. I want to thank you guys for tuning into the Mayo Media Network. Make sure to like the video, leave a comment, go and like a bunch of other videos on the Mayo Media Network. Great stuff for every single sport you could possibly imagine. I want to give you guys that prize picks code one more time, MMNMLB, to get a first match deposit bonus of up to $100 over at prizepicks.com. This was Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by prizepicks.com. I'll catch you guys next time.